I, I kind of understand the Elder Roderick's I mean, there's he's had you know not similar shenanigans to to Mel Gibson, but as as a, as a sort of apologist for a guy who's had a, a rough go, and... he's yeah he's more of just like a a rough and tumble likes anger. to get in in fights, <laughs> got a little uh, anger management he needs to take care of. So did I tell you about the 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 onset story that I heard about him when I was in New Mexico? No, no, so. No. I, uh, delight us so, so 310 to yuma was shot in 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 that Good area fucking great movie. film yeah. yes and uh so you know russell crowe's in that and so like you know if, if you've seen the film there's there's some i think we did it for the podcast didn't we, we? Did. yeah <laughs> we yeah, did. yeah. 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 and so uh, there's there's a, a pocket watch that is sort of a symbol for his character and the guy who was describing an instance where you know they they have base camp away from you know where they're shooting on location out in these in the in the, in the New Mexico badlands and whatever, mm-hmm. and they've got you know a Kubota and they've and they've gotten him out you know this far or whatever and he kind of does a little pat 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 and he's like oh oh no 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 stop 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 we gotta go back and he's like oh no did you forget your phone or something he's like no I forgot my watch and they're like well the watch is gonna be in your pocket for the see this is like a gunfight where you're not looking at the watch like you don't have it out and you're not showing it to anybody like it's just a gunfight where the watch is you know presumably in your pocket but i don't think we need it for the shot he's like oh no 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 no, no, no. i need it so they 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 went three quarters of a mile back to go get the watch and they went back you know yeah it was great you know maybe that was an extra 10 minutes you know maybe maybe that extra 10 minutes cost ten thousand. so that's even funnier do you want to be the one to tell Russell Crowe no? No. You get a phone thrown exactly. at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a delightful no anymore. Good gracious, yeah. Big rotary phones <laughs> like Naomi Campbell. Hey, we've uh, we've come to another episode of Never Seen Any of This. My name is Andy. <laughs> I'm TJ. And I'm Raymond. That was and we're all that was I would that threw me for a fucking loop there. There's a big sammy <laughs> shaped hole where that should where, yeah. where 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 there's normally sound. We're down a boy and it's just completely thrown off my entire groove. I have I have no no smoothness to transition anymore and we had that gaping hole in the middle of our intro. So I, I figured like a fucking band-aid, just rip it off and we'll get into this. <laughs> well, you know, you and can't, we'll blame Sammy later for not you, being here. <laughs> you can't get your groove back until you lose it. So I for, think yeah. we're th- this episode is going to be our uh, you know our getting our Call groove me Stella. back. Stella. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, we uh, it was Raymond's pick this week. We're Sorry. we're in December, boys. How's it's, how's it's, December treating you so far? Just as, uh, as as good as the rest of this fucking year, I guess. Uh, but now I get to look forward to Amazon packages on my front <laughs> yeah. porch now all the time. It's good. A happy Christmas season for the boys. It's. I'm getting a care package from Arizona from my mom of uh, home baked goodies, so that's that she nice. makes every year. So, nice, nice, uh, nice. Hopefully, nice. it shows up. She sent it out yesterday, so maybe by Christmas I will have it, <laughs> depending on how the mail works. <laughs> my uh my mom has started her christmas baking mm. so there's lots of there was peanut brittle in here the other day oh shit and that was pretty good so hey and hey boys i don't know if you guys saw this but about two hours ago or so they passed uh the first covid vaccine the fda did oh. so 
there's there's Wahoo. hope. I was giving it that. anyway, so yeah, we're good. Right. Well, uh, well, they passed it, so they yeah. said in the next twenty four hours, the first first vaccines will be given out in the U.S. Yeah. So there was a there was a statement earlier today that like Washington's going to have it by next week. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, yeah, we got a corporate email saying that uh, the company wide they secured a priority on the list of like who's getting it. So like everyone in in like all the all the old people and all the employees are getting it company-wide like as soon as possible. It's like, great, I'm going, I'm getting it. Yeah. Well, maybe that means that if we all get it in the next couple months, we might be able to see each other in the flesh again, which would be nice. It's like a, it's a, not to date the podcast, but it's a two-part process that like you get one vaccine and then you get another shot like two, uh, two and a half weeks later. Mm -hmm. And then after the second one, then you're good. (laughs) 95% effective. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right but then you still have to treat it like right. uh you still have to treat it for the next couple months until, until everybody until everyone gets it yeah right so we're in for another couple rough months but hopefully so after that. if if the rest of 2020 and america's attitude towards the the public safety and and human health is any is any uh indication we'll be we'll be doing this on zoom for the next two years <laughs> It'll be, as, it'll, as be it it'll be, it'll be, I look forward to that bright, sunshiny day where I get to, you know, open mouth tongue kiss all you guys again. Oh. That's, hey, that's how that we used to, that's how we, recording. yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's how we, you know, we used to greet each other every time we would meet up for the movie. We'd be like, oh, what James Bond were we watching? And then go in for it and then, you know, and then, yeah, make the rounds every time somebody <laughs> showed up. It wasn't a real recording unless uh, I felt someone else's tongue down my throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or three That's other people's tongues real. really yeah if we didn't do it beforehand T- we had to delete the episode mm-hmm. tj Trash. coming in and 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 digging out the leftovers out of my molars oh yeah Love oh it. that's you, yep, an awful and... visual fuck you for doing <laughs> i can't take credit for that that was in the new season of big mouth oh, oh i boy. haven't started it yet it's very good <laughs> it's very good it's a there's, good there's big mouth fever on on a lot of sectors of my life right now. So to where like in 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 reference to the thing that Raymond won't get, I guess quite yet or whatever. In that same little that little that little child that little sub character or whatever, <laughs> is like now anytime anybody's even remotely aggressive at work, like God, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy or whatever. It's like yeah, you want to spit in his pretty little mouth. Ah <laughs> 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 like, oh, dear. Oh, I'll just change no. the dynamic. Big real mouth quick. is a priority for me, so we'll get there pretty soon. <laughs> you got it. It's it's good. It. yeah uh and you were talking about the bright sunshiny day when you get to see us again but do you know where it's always bright and sunshiny tj love the city of angels yeah <laughs> yeah and raymond los angeles what we watch what we watch raymond it was your pick it's my pick we watched the 1997 film la confidential Ooh. Mm-hmm. And the astute listener will observe that LA stands for Los Angeles, which is what oh Andy and I were just speaking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and a little bit, a little had... bit of interesting trivia for you. You know, a couple film degrees on this podcast, and you know, yeah. you really get some really nice nuggets of info there. LA, <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, we chose to do a kind of a theme for for the weeks leading up to Christmas. We're uh-huh. doing ten. Technically Christmas movies. Technically Christmas. <laughs> movies that happen around Christmas. <laughs> or, Christmas just, mentioned. or just have a scene that takes place yeah. around Christmas. I think that works. Sammy had like a light bulb moment, but he did not share with me what his pick was, but he thinks it's ingenious. So I can't wait for that to happen. 
Yeah, we'll we'll see what he has up his sleeve. That that <laughs> fucking turd. It was funny. I forgot this even took place at Christmas. I was gonna make you guys watch LA Confidential at some point anyway. Uh, I bought it for my birthday and was like, "All right, we're gonna watch it." I haven't watched this in like a decade. And then I was after we decided we were doing kind of Christmas movies. I was like, "What movies take place at Christmas that aren't Christmas movies?" And it came up on a list of, like, all the Shane Black's movies, and then this was there. I was like, all right, it's the only one we haven't seen out of that list. So it's like, hey, anyone else seen LA Confidential? And Andy was immediately like, nope. Like, all right, we got it. That's my Christmas pick. <laughs> I, I was surprised I hadn't seen it. It seems like mm-hmm. a movie I would have seen before. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think I, I just always, it, I don't know, never popped out. It's not, like, readily available. Well, yeah, it was. Not, it was not anytime soon now. <laughs> well, and I yeah. think a catalog title. Well, and especially from the era of filmmaking that it was made in, mm-hmm. like it is not so stylized. Like it feels like it's out of like a comic book or something. Right. So that I think that's right. I think that lends to why the, maybe maybe this is not as popular as it could have been if it was more of like a Baz Luhrmann kind of right. thing or something or or you know yeah yeah something something more like that um the, but i don't i don't fault it for that even a little bit though. the director curtis hansen i was reading he he approached it he talked to a cinematographer he said i want you to shoot this like not like it's a noir but shoot it like it's a contemporary movie but because of the setting and some of the lighting it looks it look it, it's a noir movie it was yeah. a noir novel mm-hmm they just shot it way more contemporary, and I think that probably contributes to that. Right. To where it, it, it looks feels... like a 1990s movie, but everything in it is period to 1950. Exactly. You got <laughs> and... you got the shadows. You got mm-hmm. the time period. You got the you know the mystery aspects all that all come with a noir. And even in that final shootout, it's probably the most noir the oh, movie yeah. looks mm-hmm. is at the end there because you got a lot of the smoke and like the slats in the windows when they're having the shootout at the mm-hmm. motel mm-hmm. that's the most noir when everything is in most contrast at the right. end of that movie yeah or even sort of like the uh when he finds the body underneath the the <laughs> house or whatever oh, yeah. and that little flashback thing or whatever like the echoey you know thing with like the <laughs> the fade in of the old man's face uh-huh. meeks it is like <laughs> like okay that's that was pretty 50s but it's it's not quite like a far from heaven exercise you know mm-hmm. uh you know and because i guess imagine it's probably just because also part of those sort of sweeping scores over like the los angeles skyline or whatever are are a pillar of cinema now mm-hmm. in general so it's almost sort of a cliche to the point where you don't really notice it being of a period of filmmaking because right. it's just sort of ingrained itself in filmmaking but yeah, well, well, I, 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 I had a good time. I mean, like, I, I'm sort of more of my experiences and more like the died in the wool, like double indemnity, uh-huh. kind of, kind of noir. And then I guess like with the, it, depending on how 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 grumpy of a film person you're talking to, like noir can reach, you know, it, like, to different, you know, '70s noir, neo noir. Like, there's 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 a, there's a bunch of shit. But yeah, um, Blade Runner's a noir. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I, I, I could understand how somebody who's more in, used to something like you know, 
you know, Night of the Hunter or something like that would would kind of it doesn't follow like a tracer bullet kind of standard mm-hmm. unfurling like a pulling of the thread, you know, turning it into a bigger thing. Like it it's sort of a slower burn than your average. Like you know, I knew she was trouble when she walked in the room kind of right. thing you know, like lying by omission or, you know, whatever, like all of that is there, but it's, it's played out in a way that's not, you know, totally traditionally noir Mm where you could kind of call it. And those expectations would have to be subverted. It's sort of just like, you know, more modeled after just like, I guess more like a modern crime novel, Mm -hmm. which really I think is, is not, not a bad, not a bad thing at all. Um, It's, it's hard to see, Danny DeVito get brutalized yeah. in any, yeah, it is. any circumstance. I don't want it. I totally no. forgot he was in it, and then like the first second of the movie is like a voiceover from him, and I was like, oh fuck, Danny DeVito's in this. <laughs> I totally like, forgot. <laughs> While in 2020, in all the different stages of quarantine we've been in, Emily and I, the comfort show that we just always kind of turn on if we don't know what we're watching is it's always sunny in philadelphia and so we've been i've watched more episodes of that show this year than i i'd seen most of the show before but Mm -hmm. i've watched them more times this year than normal and so like even this year in particular anytime you go back to like 1990s devito it's just like oh my god it's it's very jarring because it's a very different (laughs) he's been playing frank reynolds on tv for the last 15 years you know right they just <laughs> they just greenlit it for another four seasons which will make it yep. the longest running the longest running live action yeah. sitcom show fantastic yeah great yeah. and I mean, I mean even that show has great noir epi- parody episodes too yeah well and my 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 christmas eve tradition uh has now evolved to include um the mcpoyle ponderosa wedding <laughs> and where where Guillermo del Toro makes a, a brief oh, appearance, so good. And, and then uh, the yeah, it's always Sunday Christmas special. It's the best so, Christmas special. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, my, my one of my favorite lines in history is, "Oh, you can go fat, fuck yourself in your fat fucking ass." <laughs> oh, you? <laughs> oh, you can go. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, uh, yeah, but it, it's it's weird. And then it's like, I always forget, Danny DeVito had, like, a very well-regarded directing career. And he doesn't yeah. really direct anything anymore. I'd love to see him come back to, and direct something. Because, like, he was doing great, like, action comedies in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He even yeah. did a lot of really good drama. He's a very, Matilda. very good director. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, well, and... On my uh, my uh, white guy from film school sized poster of Pulp Fiction that I used to have. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, it, I got uh, it too. I always, they give it I to always you forget you, in big you, letters. When you apply. Down. What's that? <laughs> they give that to oh, you. Oh, yeah, you, you have to unfurl to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I always forget in big letters at the bottom. It's Dan, yeah, executive producer Dan DeVito. I'm mm-hmm, like, oh, yeah. I forget. He, he, helped, he helped launch Quentin. His yeah. production company is like the main one behind Pulp Fiction. They only made a couple movies, and Pulp Fiction was okay. one of them. So you can thank him for that. Yeah, I would give him a little, little, little kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say that <laughs> give him a big kiss for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Sammy was first to point it out in our group chat, but then he didn't even end up watching the movie yet, so he can shut up. But he was the first one to point out that this movie might be difficult to watch with a little. Uh, with the addition of Kevin Spacey. Oh, uh, and and I, I it was my pick. I can make it the disclaimer if we need to. <laughs> now that being said, I didn't find it as distracting as I thought it thought I would, uh-huh. and 
I don't feel like he is as main of a character as the promotion makes it seem. I, yeah, I don't know why he is so front and center. He was, on that he was the biggest one. Guy Pierce yeah. and yeah. Russell Crowe were unknowns. Oh, mm-hmm. weird. Okay. So yeah. he's like him and like James Cromwell are like the mm-hmm. guys from this movie. And so he really is like a B character that dies yeah. a little over halfway into the movie. And and right. so I was like, yeah, you know what? He's he's good. I mean, he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Spacey was a good actor. <laughs> and now it's but every everything I wouldn't consider him a great actor cuz now every time I I watch him, it's yeah. just got that little like pang of you can't can't get that bad taste out of right. your mouth. <laughs> Try watching American Beauty, which was already creepy by today's standards and the, you know, even more creepy. Kevin Spacey to that. Right. Yeah, you know, this movie uh over 20 years old based on a pre-existing mm-hmm. uh novel uh he did not write direct or produce the thing and he's part of an ensemble cast so it's like you know kevin spacey he was like one of my favorite actors until a couple years ago so it's like uh, i'll i'll accept it in this because it's like he didn't have anything to do with it other than being like and, an actor in it and i don't think there's anything wa- wrong with watching a a previous work of his as long as you're not out here going like we should give him a second chance because he's good in this, right? Well, the only thing he's you know, done there's since a difference is, like, between that <laughs> hopped up on on drugs from his house, like trying to do Frank Underwood. So, I, I think I think he usually uh, every day that he hasn't been offered a role, so I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> Doesn't he usually release one of those crazy Frank Underwood videos At like Christmas. every Christmas? So mm-hmm. I think we're. Uh, I was just looking that coming up on another. Ah. I was looking it mm-hmm. up to see if he like had was like in any production soon to make sure like I didn't have to <laughs> deal with that. And it was like the Let Me Be Frank video from a from twenty eighteen, which is disturbing and awful in like three Ooh, minutes. It's, bad. it's it's so weird. It uh, it makes no fucking sense. But it makes sense if you realize he's hopped up on drugs trying to avoid like a criminal charge for yeah. all the shit he did. And then there's a second one I didn't see that's a Christmas video that's one minute long that I think is called Kill Him With Kindness or something. It's abbreviated. And uh, I read a little trivia fact on it that it was the whoever filmed it at his house. It was literally at his house. It was like, like, I got three minutes to do this. And I guess Kevin Spacey reportedly huffed a whole line of coke and said, I'll do it in one. And it's a one minute video. (laughs) Oh my God amazing so i haven't seen it i don't intend to but i was like that's about the state he's in a year ago that's and, like one of it's Dave. like wasn't it david one of david koresh's kids it was the uh, one that was like helping him produce these fucking videos yeah, probably <laughs> and he was like one of the one of the main drivers behind like this like streaming service that a bunch of bands were using for like live oh, streaming no. concerts during quarantine <laughs> until they were like oh wait what <laughs> you helped make this you were the man behind the camera you were the cecil oh. b demille of this of <laughs> let me be frank so, you know what huh. one of my, my maybe one of my all-time favorite actors kevin spacey was up there uh philip seymour hoffman was at the top of that mount rushmore and i i thank god every day that he died a tragic <laughs> death while still being otherwise a good person. <laughs> so I didn't have to like erase, like you could still look at it. It's like a Chris Farley death where like, oh, it's just like a tragic end to his life instead of like, oh uh, no, all this bad shit happened afterwards. No one's had any bad shit to say other than like, well, wish he would have quit the drugs. It's like, all right, that's, I'll take that. 
I'm just going to make a note here so I can save the audio file of Raymond saying, I thank God every day that he died a tragic death. <laughs> oh, good. good. I'm just going to use that audio for, for my own needs. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, whatever. I give you permission. Yeah. Whatever what? you do okay. with that. In case what, Raymond's like trying to run for public office or <laughs> in, in, his, in, in Philip Seymour Hoffman's hometown. <laughs> <laughs> where, he up, where he went to high school that's the least concerning of the things you could find <laughs> <laughs> I existed on the year... internet at like 10 so you know got a lot of scrubbing oh. to do <laughs> 20 years from now Rudy Giuliani's going to be representing <laughs> the Raymond's <laughs> opponents in, in the court he's going to bring out a witness that knows a whole lot of shit about Raymond's dark past uh, oh man no amount of shushing is going to stop her. Fuck. Nope. We'll be called into a courtroom and listen to that line, that line of the podcast over and over. Oh, man. And, and we'll all shake our heads. And we'll go, oh, be like, it, it was funny in the moment. You can't defend what was something that was funny in the moment in a court of law because it never comes across as funny. <laughs> it seemed funny at the time. It seems it? seems not not very appropriate on a court transcript. Exactly. <laughs> they get you in the, the court drama sort of way where they just put you up on the stand and go, did he say this? And you go, yeah. And then you try to explain yourself. Like, no further questions. <laughs> Nothing but be the like, truth. That's exactly right. Come on, come on, it was a joke. And then they'll be like, oh, so you're saying that Mr. Helton thinks it's funny when somebody dies a tragic death? They'll be like, no, that's not. No. <laughs> Sammy will be the only one that's let out because he wasn't on this episode. <laughs> he heard it after the fact. It wasn't he it's knew. Only hearsay. <laughs> he knew. That's why he's not here. Is slandering oh. Philip Seymour Hoffman like a crime is that it against is the me. law on the books somewhere yeah it should be well it <laughs> ought to be but this is this is a this is a, this i mean I actually in in 20 20 years of projected uh you know criminal justice system anything could happen <laughs> where it could really truly be illegal okay i get it for christ's oh. sakes we gave him an oscar for capote have you seen capote <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it <laughs> all i can say is considering what else happens to actors as they get older and continue to exist the more <laughs> shit gets dug up about them so you know what yeah at least he's been dead a while and nothing has come out so yeah i thank god <laughs> encased in crystalline death perfect forever yeah yep. <laughs> i double down on it i'm glad he's dead now okay cool. <laughs> all right he, well. couldn't, he couldn't disappoint me like everyone else does <laughs> Well, speaking of disappointing, Russell Crowe's very good in this movie. He's very good in this movie. TJ had texted us and said that you you were enjoying Russell Crowe. You were about an hour Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. and and you were swooning real hard for him. I just have a question. At that point... Had he cold cocked no. Kim Basinger yet? No. That's not an hour okay. Yet, no. no, that had gonna... not happened yet. That had not transpired. Because I had, I had, I had just... a message about to like I had it typed out and I was like, oh, what about this moment? Then I looked at the time that you were at. I was like, I just erased it. <laughs> I had. Oh, you sweet summer child. Let me have I my crush. I was watching it. I was watching that part as you texted and went, Ooh. Oh, Ooh, I'm not swooning not, anymore. Not for long, big boy. <laughs> yeah, it happens about a half hour later. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. won't be simping much longer. 
no. And it's like, oh, Guy Pierce has got a drink thrown on him. Oh man, there goes Kevin's mate. Oh, okay, okay. This is this is this movie, and I'm the one that picks the brutal movie. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay all right. Yeah, this is just this is a yeah this is a a double hitter for for. <laughs> For, for for good good and brutal uh, uh faith and humanity shaking kind of movies right yeah everybody yeah. sucks in this fucking movie <laughs> yeah. kim basinger uh, doesn't suck yeah. she's good wow so she, she yeah she's she doing is. her best <laughs> she's, yeah. doing her she's doing best. her best she's She's playing a very a very uh female part in a noir film yeah let her go back to arizona <laughs> She she is very good in the movie. She actually won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in this movie. What was the I, other? There was two for this, right? Uh, it won for writing. Okay. Best that adapted screenplay, and then she sense. won for Best Supporting Actress in 1998. And I just I went back and watched because I was like, who who did she beat? And not I don't think it's a bad performance by any means, but she would not have been the performance that I chose out of the nominees to win the Oscar because it was against uh, Julianne Moore in Boogie Nights, oh, and um, Minnie Driver in Goodwill Hunting, which oh shit, <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. And the other one that I would have chosen was the I, I'm blanking on her name, but it's it, she was an old time Hollywood actress in Titanic that played old Rose at the end. <laughs> Oh. At the beginning of the oh. bookends of the movie, she was nominated, and she was an old. She was from the golden age of Hollywood, oh. and old Jimmy Cameron brought her back. But yeah, she can Basinger beat all of them, and by no means is it a bad performance or anything. Well, you you know it's because Hollywood and myself love movies about Hollywood. Oh, so absolutely, any, anytime something is about Hollywood, something wins an award for. It. Yep, just how it goes. Yeah. I mean, movies about Hollywood are great. I would say that her character reminds me a lot of Jessica Rabbit, which it's sure. exactly 100% supposed to. Sure. But Same archetype. I, exactly. I found myself watching this movie and going, I really want to watch Roger Rabbit again. There's no patty cake in this movie, though. There's no patty cake. <laughs> Depends on photos. what you're calling patty yeah, cake. Yeah, it's true. Plenty of photos. Not enough yeah. patty cake. <laughs> all right it always it always weirds me out seeing porn from the 50s i'm like i i brought that woman a tray it looks scary right <laughs> <laughs> oh no i don't oh, like this no, tj man oh. start start asking about uh, who's got tattoos <laughs> i don't show you you weren't in the navy <laughs> oh no oh my god i don't need to to think about this i still work there yeah this is still your reality sorry <laughs> yeah i uh i grew up with this movie kind of where like i much i would have been like eight when it came out but i'm pretty sure my my parents saw it because my dad loves noir and russell crowe and shit and yeah uh, so is this like one it's of a very dad actor yeah and uh it's <laughs> uh-huh. 12 movies that my parents owned on like dvd it's like this and like Band of Brothers and like one of like each archetypal like dad movie is there. And it's like the 12 movies that my parents owned is like one of them was LA Confidential. So when I started getting to movies, it's one that like I started going through those first. Like, oh, I definitely haven't seen this. And I watched it probably at like 
12, 13. And I was like, oh, okay. I love I love this. For, like, noir. I had already seen several, but of, like, the, the more older stuff. But I hadn't seen uh, anything so recent that was doing the, the trope. And I've, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've seen it. I've watched it probably two or three times, but I don't think I've seen it in a decade plus. So earlier this year, it's like I was just thinking about movies to add to my collection. It's like, you know what I haven't like watched in a decade, but I love or I remember loving was L.A. Confidential. So I bought myself a used copy because they don't have a, like a current printing. It's It's been out of print for like four or five years. Don't and hold your breath. Right. Right. Now yeah. that I will be waiting a while, I'm sure. Lost the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I picked it up and I was like, well, I'm going to show it to the boys at some point. So I'm glad I had my copy. It looks good. And then I was like, I, I was told everyone we were going to do it. And before I even looked up if it was available online. <laughs> so I like immediately was like, oh, it's available through IMDb TV. So I've watched I've watched a couple things through that and mm-hmm. it's it's fine. You just have to watch ads. But I started like, it just it, to make sure that it like played, and I played the first couple seconds. Uh-huh. It's like okay, you didn't have to buy it or anything because Amazon Prime does not make that uh, known <laughs> very well. Right, it doesn't have the little Prime. It doesn't have the on. thing, yeah. Because then I searched it on the Roku TV to be like, where else is it streaming? And it didn't even pop up as Amazon Prime. It's not. They don't have mm-hmm. like IMDb TV as like a searchable database. So it's like, please tell me that JustWatch.com didn't lie to me. <laughs> I didn't want to have to make another choice. You wouldn't have to go back. Back right. on your promises. But yeah, well, it's like, I've already picked all the Shane Black movies. <laughs> or we've watched them. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. uh, I, seeing it again, yeah, it's it's still totally held up for me. It's, it's still like, there's so many good performances. And I didn't remember the twists. Very, very much. I remembered one, but I didn't remember like, uh, like basically the the last half hour, forty five minutes of the movie. So that was a nice uh, surprise for me last night. Being like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I was all on oh, board. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned to us that they had they've tried making this into a TV yeah. series a couple times based mm-hmm. on the book. In uh, HBO, tried to make one with Kiefer Sel- Kiefer Sutherland. It's always like the Kevin Spacey part. Yeah, the Kevin Spacey part seems to be the one where they cast a known person, and then everyone else Uh is just kind of like character actors or unknowns. So yeah, it's been Kiefer Kiefer Sutherland in the HBO pilot. That is, I have not watched it, but they put it on the Blu-ray of the movie. So I was like, I wish I had time to go and watch it, but the reviews on IMDb for the listing were terrible. (laughs) Like they changed everything about it, and they changed like they're trying to like modernize it or like. I was like, well, it's based on a book, and the movie that like adapted the book is what made it popular. So I don't see why you would start changing shit left and right. But yeah, they right. they tried again last year with Walton Goggins as the Jack Vincennes Kevin Spacey character, and that's it was for Fox, I think. And I haven't found it yet, but I'm going to try and download that <laughs> tonight and see if I can find it. But apparently, it's only one episode, only the pilot. It didn't get picked up. And he's like the only known person in it, so I was like, okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> I want to see that one with Walton Goggins. I watch him do anything. Well, yeah. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get our our own little taste of Walton Goggins this month. I'm very excited. Yeah, oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, but he's the, in um... he's in Fat Man, isn't he? <laughs> Fuck. Maybe. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it seems like HBO may have figured out a way to scratch that itch with their Perry Mason show. 
I am so excited to watch that, and I haven't done it yet. I've, I've heard I it's very, OG, very good. Yeah, I watched OG Raymond Burr, Perry uh-huh. Mason. Mm. That was fun. Yeah, yeah it's apparently, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It's like pre-Perry Mason. It's like Origins, Perry Mason Origins, 1930s Perry Mason Hollywood. Origins. <laughs> Perry Mason who fucks. Sick. Absolutely. But yeah, it, it got like rave reviews across the board. But yeah, I started like, I got like 10 seconds into an episode while my girlfriend was gone. I was like, this is the show I'm going to watch while she's gone. And then I got like 10 seconds in. I was like, I'm not sitting here for an hour watching. I know it's going to be depressing. <laughs> I, did, I did something else. So I have yet to, just I have yet like to how, start it. It's just like how Disney and Pixar announced they're going to do that hot Buzz Lightyear movie. HBO <laughs> found their hot, hot Perry Mason movie. It's just the trend. <laughs> That's the way of the future, boys. Cinema's just going to be hot reboots of, of old characters. I can't wait for Hot Bonanza. <laughs> I'd want. Actually, I'd, I guess Hot Bonanza might be Yellowstone. I would take a, a, a Hot Howdy yeah. Doody. Hot Howdy Doody. KJ Apa. Oh, yeah, with like Riverdale. Yeah, like, yeah, but like Andy Griffith show, but like Andy Griffith fucks. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> not the only thing coming to Mayberry. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I'm now. I'm into this. Okay, I have a very important question branching off of that. Oh, who god. are we? Who are we casting as Hot Don Knotts? Who in Hollywood oh, no. can play Hot Don Knotts? <laughs> can, oh dear! Can, or do we just do we use the de aging Disney technology to bring back? Hot Don Knotts. We Peter Cushing him, and it's just like a body actor, yeah. and he just fucking DCGI him onto the face. Just deal absolutely. Oh I mean, what who else could do a Don Knotts? Oh, no one. Oh no. Like <laughs> who's, I, I, who's fruity? Do- hey, <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say. Don Knotts. Don Knotts could do John Wick, but could Keanu do all of Don Knotts' roles? I don't know if he can. <laughs> There's going to be Keanu. some sort of like 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 logical term that's named out. Yeah, it's 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 called like the Don Knotts effect. Like, <laughs> like if could you swap Don Knotts in this role, but could it go the other way? Could it go then, the other you know, way? Yeah, the Don Knotts effect. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I want I want deep fake technology not to like keep leaning into this de-aging thing or whatever, but like port like robert mitchum into solo for me and and see what that's like because that'd be that'd be fucking cool right you know (laughs) yes you'd be like you know like like uh you know fucking gregory peck in 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 the new harmony corinne movie coming out or something i don't know like yeah that's already been a thing that that someone tried to do oh dear really i I need this i can't remember who what actor it was but it was someone they were trying to like put an actor who's dead into a movie fuck i can't remember so, who it was now i so i had watched not too long ago an episode of tales from the crypt that robert zemeckis had directed and oh yeah they used technology for humphrey bogart to be in that episode it was really bad and they got a really mm-hmm. bad impersonator to be humphrey bogart and then it's just like the whole episode is shot from his point of view, so you only have to show the digital uh, Humphrey Bogart like in the mirror. Oh, <laughs> and they dear. use like shots of him was. from like Casablanca and like color it. Jesus, it's Christ. very weird, and it did not work very well. Well, I found out them. what the movie was. It's James Dean. They are trying to bring James oh, Dean back. Oh, that's right. For oh. a 
Vietnam War film? What the fuck? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> they searched high and low for a suitable actor, but after months of research, James Dean was chosen for the part. You know, you know when you're casting a movie and you're just sitting there going like, yeah, but no, we don't have James Dean yet. And then after like, you've gone a weekend, everybody's coked out, <laughs> you're down to the wire and somebody just goes, what if we could just have James Dean? And then a person <laughs> but, in the back goes, but what if we just did? What if? What if we did? Yeah, just lean in. 100%. I hope that one day when I make it big and I'm casting movies, I can just cast whoever I want from any era and just say, I want 1994 John Travolta for this movie. Yeah, and and 1994 Nick Nolte. <laughs> I, could you imagine? I want Prince of Tides Nick Nolte. <laughs> I want Prince of Tides Nick Nolte. However, a different character played by Lorenzo Oil Nick Nolte. You could have multiple Nick Nolte's playing Multiple Nick in Nolte's movie. in your film. Prince of Tides Nick Nolte. Tropic <laughs> Thunder is, Nick this Nolte. This becomes Eddie Murphy's fault for playing every character to see. Yeah. He, yep. set, he paved the path. He walked. Yep. You, so they could You run. created the model. Yep. Now we're just going yeah, to gonna deep fake a bunch of people from different eras. Of this. Oh, this is horrible. Yeah, I don't you want got, this. You got Christopher Nolan out here yelling at Warner Brothers for destroying cinema when he should be attacking Eddie Murphy in the street. That's not a fight I'd want to see. <laughs> Christopher Nolan Scarf versus Eddie on Murphy. The I feel like Eddie Murphy would annihilate Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I oh, think you're probably instantaneously. Right. And and oh man, yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh man, oh, God, I don't want to think about this anymore. Anyway, this back, movie was back. good. Yeah, this yeah, movie let's was get good. Back to right confidential. <laughs> Yeah, it's. It, I think it sort of stokes the same um, like perspective um, thing that I was sort of lauding Beast of War for, where like everybody is compromised in this mm. in this movie, and and there's not really ostensibly like a good person, like even <laughs> even like the mom of of the of the victim, right. where she, where it's just like you know you have a body in your basement or something like i mean like you're sweet and but you're not dumb like not that dumb no one's that dumb come on and like oh, i guess i'll just roll up a carpet and we'll call it good like yeah a rat must have died behind the wall it's like guess you're gonna get to that some other time yeah <laughs> like not going anywhere so no mm. and so like yeah like there's there's not really an awesome person in this movie it's like even right. these guys that were framed for murdering six people did all gang rape a lady so like yeah. that's as no <sighs> and then like the guy that russell crowe shoots while he's in the chair just had like a lady tied up and then so it's like yeah there's there's no there's this huh, there's shades of gray and then there's everybody's bad people <laughs> yeah. right and being but it's but it's it, uh, like masterfully done in a way to the point where like it's not like a like a godar exercise where like you hate everybody so much that it's mm -hmm. like an actively like revolting experience to like watch the movie which is the intention like mm -hmm. again it's it's evocative but it 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 manages to sort of like broach these things without being too anthemic about law enforcement you know yeah. i think i think regardless of how you feel about like law enforcement even contemporaneously you walk away from that going well that was you know a, a well done narrative that talks about the the, the many-headed hydra that is criminal justice mm -hmm. <laughs> i think uh guy pierce is 
is a really good part he's great. of the story. He's lawful good. Yeah, he's lawful good, but still a, a bad person. <laughs> it's still not great, yeah. Exactly. Like, he knows that Russell Crowe is involved with Kim Basinger when he decides to sleep with her. He knows all this stuff but and he deserved like, to get a drink thrown in his face you don't you don't yeah. you don't get to go around i like I, it's so weird like i guess like uh, even because it's evoking like a period too you know but mm-hmm. like every time they just like casually threw around like the word like whore yeah. i was like come on <laughs> whoa yeah. come on be nice <laughs> it's a little harsh don't you think <laughs> yeah. i read another bit of trivia that uh guy pierce had been cast in the movie and in in Australia, which is where he's from, he went to a one-man show put on by the author. And somebody had asked, it was before the movie had been announced, and it wasn't like really known that they were making a movie of it. Somebody asked, do you think they'll ever make a movie of LA Confidential? And he said, yeah, and funny enough, it's going to star Guy Pearce and Russell Crowe, who are two native actors to Australia. And the audience laughed because they thought he was thought he was making a joke. That, like, right, they no, were both yeah, unknowns. Lo- they were like Other two local guys exactly they were like oh yeah they're gonna put two local guys in the la confidential and then like a year later they announced it and then it came out and people were like oh wait what <laughs> oh cool yeah that's, awesome. that's kind of a fun story I haven't seen too many movies with Guy Pierce in them, other than like Memento and Count of Monte Cristo. So I was, I was, I saw that he's Australian. I was like, I didn't even know that. I had no idea. Guy Pierce is very good, and his career has kind of gone kaput in the last couple of years. He hasn't really been in anything that groundbreaking. He did that prison movie that was like, was that the one the Joe, that was a the space prison one that was like a ripoff of another movie. <laughs> Or Iron was Man that 3. the one that was ripped off? I can't remember. He is an Iron Man 3. He's good in Iron oh, Man true. 3. Oh, true. He is an Iron Man 3. But God, how long ago was that now? <laughs> 2013, I think. Yeah. Before the he, nice guys. Um, he was in the Space Jail movie. The yeah. Escape? Lockout? Escape? Lockout? Maybe. Is that the the one with the Schwarzenegger and Stallone? Yep. There, there's one that's. A oh, copy he's in that one. one. Okay. Got sued, so I can't remember which one is the copy. But yeah, oh, he shit. was in. I saw hey, the that... trailer. I never saw the movie though. I heard it was solid. Hey, quick aside: Has anybody seen the trailer for the fucking uh, Jackie Chan Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? No. No. Jackie Chan movies like disappoint like a... me at this point. <laughs> It's like an 18th century period piece oh. where like like Arnold Schwarzenegger has like a big funny wig. <laughs> like it's it's it looks like something. I don't know what the fuck is going there on. There was one a couple years okay. ago where like it was depicting like the Chinese silk trade and Jackie Chan's in that. But also it's like Adrian Brody and someone else. It was like the Roman guys. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know about okay. this. I, I will have to bite my tongue. Guy Pierce has been in some good stuff in the last couple of years. He oh, was in. You take per- it back. He you, was in you Prometheus. Oh, yeah, he was see, in Alien Covenant. He's really good in both those movies. I he didn't plays. He was uh, in them. Yeah, he plays Peter. Wayland, oh yeah, mm-hmm. the head yeah. of the Wayland Corporation. Oh, uh, Wayland. Yeah, Johnny. yeah, yeah. And also, he's in one of 2020's biggest budget successes, uh, Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. I was gonna is say. Is he fucking really? He really oh, is. Oh yeah. no! Is he I think the he bad might be the bad guy. <laughs> I think he might be. A movie that I almost went and saw the day the country shut down. <laughs> well, good news. I had it's a ticket still there in theaters. I had a ticket to go see Bloodshot, and I couldn't see it because they shut down theaters, and I wasn't that upset. <laughs> no, no. 
Oh, man, could you imagine like an Eddie Murphy style movie with Vin Diesel playing all the parts? <laughs> Holy shit! Oh no, he would love that. Oh, he I'm would sure. love that so much. He could drop that deep I voice of his. That. Oh, because <laughs> his so actual good. voice does is not that deep. Right. He's kind. Of, he kind of sounds like a nerd. Man, like yeah. him, like like fostering a relationship with his own adopted son, played by himself. Like him cradling himself in his own arms. <laughs> like, oh, just like a big muscly baby. Yeah, like that would oh be. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I would love. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm it's... in love with this now. I, yeah, uh, I'm in. <laughs> Back around I'll, on that, huh? I'll pitch it. Just this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, I enjoyed la confidential a lot raymond and nice. i thought it was a good christmas pick because that first scene great christmas scene when mm-hmm. he shows up <laughs> the introduction of russell crowe when he shows up at the dude's house who's mm-hmm. beating on his wife and just rips down the santa claus decoration from his yeah, roof to get him to come real out power move yeah yeah that's, that's russell crowe coming in and slamming his <laughs> slamming his dick down on your porch this is what you get <laughs> when you fuck a stranger in the ass yeah <laughs> 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 and then i think the movie moves on from that point but it all the the beginning parts that are set around christmas eve and stuff like that i think work really well and make it a good technically christmas movie yeah. i mean literally 100 like, we start we're starting on like christmas eve so literally yeah. like guy pierce is put in charge and like it's christmas eve <laughs> it's like yes it does take place on christmas <laughs> there's eggnog that is consumed in the film yeah, which true. which really really doubles down on the fact that it is in fact a Christmas movie tangentially. Yeah, so Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yeah, I mean, if there Look was a full length Angels with Filthy Souls, I would have picked that. <laughs> Absolutely, I would have picked that in an instant if that was a full length film. As we all would. As we. Yeah. All right, well, um, I guess that about does it for this week's episode. If you <laughs> want to, uh, I don't know. If, I, I saw an opportunity. We don't have Sammy's input. It's, I see. I see a logical ending point here. If if uh, anyone out there wants to uh, send us a uh, a recommendation, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can head on over to our Twitter page at nsaotpod. Or you can send us an email at neverseenanyofthispod at gmail.com. That's where our caboose, Raymond, can be in contact with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can head over to Facebook, also known as our free Patreon. Free Patreon. And you can contact us there. That's sure. also where any of our episodes drop Drop first, right on right on our free Patreon, a.k.a. Other Facebook. than the RSS feed of your favorite podcast platform. Right. And if and if we're not showing up on your favorite pod podcast platform, reach out to us and we'll try to get it on there. We'll shake them down. Yeah, we'll get on there. We'll, we got we'll pictures. Hit the <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with Hot Don Knotts dancing in your dreams. We'll be back next week with another episode of Never Seen Until then, we'll just around the world. He fights his directors and he fights his fans. It's a problem no one understands. If there's two things he loves, it's fighting and fighting around the world. Making movies, making music, and fighting around.